0: As I walked in here tonight and uh, met Jeff right away, and we talked a little bit, and immediately he said, now your brother, Gary, teaches, he was my teacher. Yes, so we talked about my brother. <laughs> and then I met someone else who said, your brother, Gary, was my ninth grade basketball coach. Uh, that was you, Kurt, thank you so much. Uh, your brother, you, so you should have gotten my brother. Uh, I have no idea why I'm here. Um, <laughs> Mike, that song, if, if you and I would have planned this night, the ti- I have a title for this message, not that I would have even announced it. It's called The Difference of a Touch. Uh, isn't that amazing? Thank you so much for your invitation to, uh, to be here tonight. Eileen, um, thank you for your faithfulness and, and Um Years ago, when my oldest daughter Stephanie, I think she was nine years old, her two younger sisters, and my wife and I brought them down here because Stephanie had saved up with her sister, I think, I don't know if it was $37 or $17. But she wanted to give it to Haven Arrest. So I thought, well, okay. So we put them in the car and drove down here thinking, well, we'll just go into the front here and and give it, this money, to someone. And I don't even know who was at the desk, but little Stephanie, who's now 42, with five grandchildren, but she lifted up this bag of change with a few dollar bills in it and laid it on the counter. And the sensitivity of the receptionist was amazing. Because the receptionist said, just a moment. And she must have walked back in the catacombs there and brought out Kurt. And the executive director of a ministry like this took the time to thank a little girl who gave really nothing other than what she could pull out of her piggy banks and maybe arm wrestle her sisters for. <laughs> and yet, that compassion has shaped my daughter and her husband and will shape her three daughters and two sons. And I will even tell you that right now, one of their ministries, they, just as lay people, are to go on a weekly basis down to the bridge that goes across Water Street in Kent where homeless people live and just be with them. And I can't help but think that the reason they do that is because when she was nine years old, your husband treated her with dignity and respect and tenderness. You see, Haven of Rest does that not with just a little nine-year-old girl, but it does it for men and women who are perhaps, to us, maybe not to you, maybe I'll speak for myself, are the most unlovely and yet to the Savior who touches them, are the most lovely. It's fun to see the Ripka girls. I could tell you stories because I was their tutor. Your dad hired me. You probably don't remember why, but he hired me because of his work. He committed a lot of time to that, but he didn't want to have the heavy hand. So he said, Jim, I want you to come and you watch them as they do their homework. You drill them on their spelling words. You make them do what they need to do to be successful because I just want to be their dad and have fun. So (laughs) That's why when the Ripka girls came in, they looked away from me. It is a privilege for me to be here, and I'm so grateful for the impact of of Haven of Rest Ministries. Touch is an interesting thing. When I was a little boy, probably four or five years old, my family was swimming on a hot summer day at Springfield Lake in Springfield Township. And I had waded out into the water with some of the older boys who were going to a, a float, a wooden float that I wanted to get to, but I didn't know how to swim, and, but I thought, well, maybe I can get there if, I, if the water just won't go over my head. And I kept going, and to this day, I don't know what happened, but I do remember going under the water, and it seemed like I was spinning. Going down. I don't, so those of you who have come close, maybe I was coming close to drowning. And then all of a sudden, I felt this strong hand grab the back of my neck and it hurt and yanked me out of the water. And it was my dad. He must have been watching from the shore and he he reached, he saw his son go under the water and he went out, which was not that probably deep for him, but he, he went out to the water and with a, a violent action, he reached into the water, grabbed me by the back of the neck and yanked me out and rescued me. And then, in that same moment, he wrapped me in his arms and held me tight." I think there are two types of touch in our lives. There's the touch of rescue, and there's the touch of relationship. And they're both necessary if if hearts if hearts are to be rescued and mended, lives healed. And that's the theme for this anniversary of 73 years. So let me take a few moments, and I promise I won't go long because I know some of you have already told me you have plans for the rest of the evening. <laughs> and I think last year's speaker went for 40 minutes, and I didn't look at my watch. What time was I introduced? I'll try not to go much longer than 35. Let me talk about this grip of rescue because most of us don't really like that grip. And because it's, it sometimes can seem incredibly violent. I don't know, uh, there may be some, some clients or former clients here. And you have been at some point in your life, like all of us, whether it's from an addiction or whether it's from life choices or whether it's simply spiritual, is that our lives begin to spiral down, kind of like that little boy who was spiraling down in that water, and and someone comes along and grabs us by the neck and begins to pull on us. And we don't like it. Because oftentimes it's violent. But they have that, that desire... It can be interpreted as being severe and even harsh, and yet it is this this desperate longing. I, I'm not, I'm not, intimate enough with all the ministries of Haven of Rest, but my guess is is there are times where, that hand of rescue, has to be seem, harsh, and severe. And it's not because you're not loved it's not because no one cares it's because they care deeply in second peter chapter 3 these words from verses 8 and 9 do not be do not overlook this one fact beloved that with the lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day let's not worry about Interpretation of that in light of eschatology. The Lord is not slow, let's focus on that to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, this grip of rescue is so intense because of the the compassion of God. He deeply loves his creation. And his longing is to see them rescued, to see them restored from the the brokenness of sin. And for healing, for those wounds to be bound up and for those hearts to be healed, he reaches out with this incredible strength. So in all of this, trust, trust the chronology of God you have been doing this work for 73 years and with God's, with God's blessing, it will continue for another, another 73. So trust the chronology of God. Barb, remember how long we prayed for your mom. I was ready to give up. Trust the chronology of God. Trust the endurance of God. Because he's the one, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. Because they are a promise. Trust the compassion of God. He's not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. No matter who you are. No matter what you've done. No matter what you are doing right now. This grip of rescue is intense because of his, his keen interest in you.